The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in the one who arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture, that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Happy Easter! Indeed, it is a great joy that Lent has come to a close. We rejoice in the season of Lent. We give thanks to God for the blessing that it is. But again, all of us love the fruits of the cross more than the cross itself. And so this Easter season is, of course, a time of greater joy than we can ever experience in any other time of the year. Because it comes as the fruit of the cross. The things that we offer to Jesus, the prayers that we offer, the sufferings that we make, the mortifications, the giving up of things, whether of food or of other things that we enjoy. All of this ultimately comes to bear great fruit in the person of Jesus Christ. And this is the cause of our joy. That our fasting has become feasting. That the sorrow of our hearts becomes an overwhelming joy. All because of Jesus Christ. Christ has come to change the life of the world. To fill it with new life. And to bring grace and peace. This is our joy. Ultimately there are two ways that we respond to the resurrection of Jesus. Belief or disbelief. For believers it is a recognition that... Everything is different. That everything has changed. That what is dead can come to life. For us, the resurrection is the greatest of joys. For those who do not believe, it is nothing. For those who do not believe in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, they may simply say that it is a story made up by the Christians. Indeed, this was something that was passed around quickly in the early church. Those recognized and those who had power, those who had had set the guard at the tomb of Jesus to make sure that no one came to steal the body, knew that no one had come to steal the body. And yet when the resurrection of Jesus happened, they quickly say, how about we just say somebody came and stole the body? And then we could say that the Christians came and took his body so that they could claim that Jesus had been raised from the dead just as he promised. And if they do that, they will have greater authority. They will have power. People will recognize and believe in this Jesus. So let's call it a lie from the start. 
But the beautiful thing is that whether you believe or you don't believe, either way, both of them point to the simple fact that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead changes everything. It changes everything. Whether out of fear or out of joy, we recognize that the resurrection of Jesus changes us. We respond to the resurrection either by drawing closer to Jesus or by pushing further away. And the choice is ours. And he bids us to come close, intimately close, that he might come to touch us. Because this is what Christ comes to do. He comes to touch every human heart and to give us a new one. To touch our hardened hearts, hardened by sin, hardened by the sorrows of this life, and to be able to bring it new life, new peace. To be able to transform us. To allow the hardened faces that sometimes bear in this world to become faces of joy. Sometimes where the light has faded from our eyes, that the, that the light might come to be a blazing fire. A fire of love for Jesus. This is the joy of the resurrection. The certainty that in every moment of darkness, there is still light. That in every time we walk in the valley of tears, always we will find ourselves at the end at a mountain of ecstatic joy. That wherever there are sufferings, there will always be fruit. This is what Jesus has shown us. Specifically in these last three days, our Lord has shown us multiple ways in which the resurrection is prefigured. He shows us how he takes simple bread and wine. Things that used to be alive, grapes and wheat, that were crushed, that were killed, that were consumed, utterly destroyed. And from those things that had been, that had been life, that now were experiencing death, he brought forth even greater life to make them not just bread and wine, but to make them his body and his blood, the flesh and blood of God himself, from two things that were dead. A dead tree. A piece of wood that had been cut from its roots, that had withered and had no life left within it, becomes the tree of life, whose roots sink deeply into the earth and allow the means of salvation to come forth as its fruits. Dead wood becomes our tree that gives us salvation. What a joy it is to rejoice, to consume those fruits in the Holy Eucharist, the fruit of Christ. And today we celebrate the simple fact that Christ, who was laid in a cold, empty tomb. Nothing of life left in him or in the tomb itself. From that springs forth the life itself of Jesus Christ. And not just normal life. He didn't just simply come back in the manner that he was before. He comes back in a glorified form. In ways that we can't understand, the body of Christ after the resurrection is the same and yet utterly different from the life before. The body of Christ has changed. And all of these realities point to the simple fact that whenever things experience, when we experience death in this life, when we experience darkness, when we experience you know, the, the sorrows of this world, every time if we allow Jesus Christ to come to them, every time, if we allow him to touch those places in our hearts, They become better than they were before. He doesn't just restore us back to where we were in a normal sense. 
He doesn't just set us back on the same level we were. He makes us even better. Every time. And this is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is our joy. This is why there's something that we can't, we can't necessarily explain in so many words. But as we come to the Easter celebration, our heart necessarily rejoices. Even if we experience so many sorrows also simultaneously, we also experience our heart being lifted up. Because as members of the body of Christ, Christ is lifted up. And we are lifted with him. Today, Jesus gives us a small taste of the life that is to come. A small taste here and now. And the uplifting of our hearts. And the joy of song. And the gift of Holy Communion. All of these things strengthen us. They come to be our light and our salvation. Ultimately to draw us closer to Jesus Christ. And so Lord Jesus we give you thanks and praise for this day and for the graces that you give to us. We thank you for your life that culminated in death on the cross and the resurrection from the grave for our salvation. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. For the ways that you continue to come to speak to our hearts. We thank you for the ways that everything you touch becomes new. It becomes even greater than it was before. A sign of your life being put forth into it. And we ask that you would come to do the same in us. Touch the places of our hearts that have experienced death. That you might be able to bring forth from them even greater fruits than we would have thought imaginable. Lord Jesus, give us this grace. Fill us with hope. Fill us with peace. And fill us with joy. At the knowledge of the life that you come to give us here and now. And the life that you promise to give to us in eternity on the day you call us home.